Welcome back to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. I'm your host, Bethany, and I'm here with my husband and co-host, Anthony. Back again. So we just did an interview that will drop later sometime, but it's been a while since we just kind of chatted. We have so much to talk about. So much to talk about, but we definitely got a good little break doing these interviews and talking to other people. Because guys, sometimes it's just tough to come and talk. About ourselves yes, again. Yes, and things that again. are going on. So. Yeah. But we're back. Uh, we hope everyone's doing well. But shoot, latest thing that happened, we ended up in the ER. Yes, we had an ER trip this weekend. So I don't know what is going. I'll take you guys all the way back. If you don't know, in 2021, starting in May, I got COVID actually that same month. That's just always a side note because now there's like all these articles and studies and journals coming out about, you know, links between fertility issues and coronavirus and um, periods and all these different things. No, I'm not talking about the vaccine, the actual um, sickness. But anyways, I got it and then I started bleeding and I bled from that month until mm, December. Yeah. I bled constantly and then I would go a few days without and then I would bleed again and it was just miserable. It was horrible. And so... It was like a reverse period. Yeah. So... I and that w- it was crazy for me because I had gone like 10 years without one because I'd been pregnant or breastfeeding. But the point is, I ended up getting surgery in December of 2021, so exactly two years ago. Yeah. And I got an ablation, which is where they cauterize your endometrial lining so that way you don't bleed anymore. And that was supposed to like stop my period. And then I also got my tubes removed because they were filled with fluid. So didn't have a period for a long while. It was fantastic. And then starting last year, I would start to get like some crampy pains every month, but I still wasn't bleeding. Cool. This year, the past three months, I've started spotting a little bit and then having like really bad cramps. Like it feels like I'm like waterfall bleeding. Sorry, TMI. But it's been horrible. Um, but not no blood, just like a little spotting here and there, but horrible, horrible cramps. Well, last week I thought I had the flu. I thought maybe I got glutened. I thought maybe, I don't know. I didn't know what was happening, but I was like throwing up. I was so sick. I had a fever, like bad sickness. And that's when like all the cramping started getting really bad again. And I was like, okay, it's just period pains and whatever. So the timeline would be a Sunday. Yeah. Sunday you woke up. Last Sunday. Well, no, it was just a Sunday. It's last Sunday, but you woke up Sunday morning not feeling the best. Yeah. And then that whole week I was like, just thought I had the flu or something. And then so Sunday Friday to, night. To Thursday. It was Thursday when you started to feel better. Yeah. Of just in bed on the toilet. Yeah. So but pretty- then Friday night, Anthony went to the Suns game and he was like, let me know if you need anything. And I'm like, okay, cool. And... A few minutes later, I started getting, like, the worst cramps of my entire life. But he's at the Suns game. He's hanging out with his family. Like, I didn't want to bother him. And so I just but I just was I trying to deal with it. Earlier, like, let me know if you need anything. Because, I was trying to deal with it. Uh, we gone to the batting cage that day because my sister's in town, brother's in town. And as you guys know, the last time we went to the batting cages was when uh, Deuce was in your belly. You got hit with the ball on your stomach. And, and also he was born with cranio. 
Okay, that's not it's genetics. So. I so I but anyway, so we haven't been back since then. We went to the batting cages that afternoon. Yeah. And you were just kind of like, oh, I don't I don't feel yeah. the best. So I, I only like, went in like one time and hit some balls because I was like, I do not feel good. Um, anyways, the point is Anthony gets back from the Suns game and I'm like hurled over on the floor crying and he's like, what is going on? And I was like, I think I need to go to the ER. The pain was so bad. I was like, this can't be like a period pain. This is like I had cysts on my ovaries burst. I'm like, I have appendicitis. Like this is something very, very bad. So we went to the ER at like what eleven forty five at, at night. Eleven thirty. Yeah. And my mom could she was there midnight. Yeah. So we head to the ER and I took like one of those dual action Motrin Tylenols. And so it kicked in once we got to the waiting room. So I wasn't like in excruciating pain. It still hurt, but it wasn't like I wasn't, you know, hunched over anymore. And then they run tests, they do a CT scan, they do blood tests, all that kind of stuff. And apparently, I have something called cervical stenosis. The doctor was like, this is so rare and abnormal, like not what I thought it would be because we all thought it was going to be like um, ovarian cysts or something with the ovaries. And yeah, so my cervix is closed, so tightly shut, and my uterus is filled with fluid, probably blood, and there's nowhere for it to drain, so it's just in there trying to kill me. Painful. Yeah, so what they did was so great. I love our medical system. They gave me pain meds and said, bye-bye, follow up with your OB ASAP because that's not good, and see ya. Yeah, we... Because it was like 5 in the morning. Yeah, we were back in bed. Last time I looked at the clock, it was like 5.13. Yeah, so that's cool. (laughs) Thank you to them. They could have, you know, taken my cervix out or my uterus. I mean, in their defense, it was... It was four in the morning. Two, three, the four doctors in the are morning. tired. No, no one's trying yeah. to. No one's trying to do surgery yeah, you at were, four in the morning. You were, I mean, you were asleep in the bed once that medicine kicked in. Yeah, so, yeah, they were pumping it through my veins. But yeah, so we we get to get the answers on that and fix that. I, I just feel like every year it's something something with you. Like it was first, it was the ablation, and then it was. A but it's job. always like woman problems, and or like fertility type issues. Not fertility. What's the word? gynecological I gynecological. guess I don't know it's always that and so I feel like you know when I got pregnant when I was 18 and then I got pregnant I gave birth yeah, you did then put I gave your body through the two ringer, months later like and then I got pregnant 18 months later and then I mean the the biggest age gap we have is two and a half years and the doctor's saying like oh you need to wait a year before you have another baby after the baby's born and Everyone's like, no, nah, like they say that, but do you really? I think they really, really meant it. I think, I think they meant it, and I messed up big time. And I, my grandparents or my grandmas on both sides, and my mom already have like a history of uterine cancer and ovarian cancer, so I already wasn't like in the running for great a great gynecological yeah. time. So yeah, I just kind of screwed myself over. Yeah. So, so thoughts, I prayers, have whatever. To get probably a hysterectomy. Yay. Whatever it is, we'll take it on the chin. And uh, listen, this may not sound the best, but you know, before you get with the partner, I'm telling my kids this: do like a medical check, like make sure. <laughs> You're like, oh, you want to date me? Let's go to the doctor. <laughs> no, no, you want to get married? You want to have kids? It. Just do some background check to make sure, like, all right, whatever comes, make sure you're committed and willing to. Or at least, like, once you're married. 
I will say this, like maybe do some testing then so you at least know what you're up against. Before you're married. (laughs) That would not have been like, you would not have been like, okay, wait, you have a history of cancer? Not me. No, no, right. Not me. But like when it comes to our kids, Brooklyn, let's go just, just take, you know. With our kids, with the next generation. I don't know. I follow this couple on TikTok and they're so cute. I love them. But she, they've been trying to conceive for like seven years now. And they're our age, but they got married super young because they're, I think they're Mormon. But I feel so bad because like they could not figure out why they couldn't conceive. And she was doing all these tests and she has incredible numbers. Everything's fine with her. Well, it turns out something was wrong with him. Mm. He had childhood cancer. He had like leukemia. And so they did so much chemo on him and he survived and he got through it and he's now like, you know, a normal adult. But those issues carry with him through life um, because of all the chemo. So it's like there's issues like that where do you think she really was going to like break up with him if she found out before they got married that it was going to be harder to get pregnant? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, maybe people are better than me, but if if in high school oh, i don't even want to say this never mind yeah maybe don't say <laughs> all right moving on so we'll backtrack a bit thanksgiving thanksgiving was the thursday before the sunday sometimes other sick. people's health issues can be your to your benefit and i say that in a way that i've wanted to host thanksgiving for years now wow that, not because i'm gonna applaud that trend that was great <laughs> That might have been the best transition you've ever had on this podcast. Okay. Well, I wanted to host Thanksgiving for years and not because like I'm the hostess with the mostest or because I mean, in the past, Anthony always said no because our house was ne- or our apartments were never big enough to like host more than our own family, meaning me, him and our five children. That's already like, Your dinner you know, was already more than rough. a basketball team. So he always said no. And we have an, a bigger house now and a nicer home where he's not embarrassed to have people come over. Well, he not. still is a little embarrassed sometimes. Be honest. Do we want to get into? Do we want to get into this anyways, right now? Okay. Hold on, wait, hold on, hold on. Do we want to get into this right now? Because no, we can get into it. Okay, we'll get into it a different time. Yeah. But I've never been embarrassed to bring a family member home. I ever. didn't say a family member. I said who a someone. You, who do you spend Thanksgiving with? Okay. Anyways. Family. <laughs> So, not Anthony's mother always hosts Thanksgiving, and it's always been like that. So I'm always like, I want to host, like I want to do it. And again, not because I like, not for any reason other than like, I want the memories for my kids, and I also feel like it's more convenient <laughs> to not have to drive places on holidays. I hate driving places not on true. holidays. Not true. You love to throw an event. Okay. Party. Whatever it is, you thrive in that. You're like your grandma. So am I an extrovert? That's why I said you're a middlevert. No, it's that's an ambivert, not a middlevert. Middlevert. In between intro and extra. Anyways, so I got to host because my mother in law was having surgery on her nose or something. So she was gonna be recovering. She could attend. How about all the drugs she talked about that she used on this podcast? Okay. Anyways. (laughs) So I got to host Thanksgiving. It was magical. It was the best. I loved it. I did thrive. The only downside I would say is normally on Thanksgiving, I eat several plates and then I go find an empty bed in my mother-in-law's house and I take a three-hour nap. I couldn't do that when I was hosting. So that was the only downside. So I'll tell you guys the drama of Thanksgiving. Um... We don't drink around Anthony's family 
out of respect, and by his family, I mean his parents. Um, not not totally true. Well, we don't drink in, in their, their home. home. Yeah, you know, we yeah. would never like bring alcohol to their house or like. I don't know. And it's never there. So it's never even something that's like intentional with us. We just don't do it. It's the same thing with my Nana. Like for all different reasons, she just has never been a big drinker. So even like my uncles, they never drink in her house. Yeah. And then with my mom, obviously, she doesn't for other reasons, religious reasons in church, whatever. So we just kind of respect that. Yeah. But also like if if we're inviting them over to our house for dinner, I'm not going to be like, who wants a martini? Like I, I, there's things that out of respect we don't do around them. That's that was my point. But if we're having an event at <laughs> our house, like we had our Super Bowl party, they were there. We had an open bar. Oh Maybe yeah, maybe not the best example either because I did black out. But well, I I did tell them my mom like you gave a heads up. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. we we hired a bartender. There's an open bar. Feel free to come. If you're not comfortable, then don't. Uh, if you don't want to come yeah. for whatever reason, that like I don't, I won't. We won't get our feelings hurt because you don't want to be around us, whatever yeah. that is. But like that's also out of respect that we even you even yeah, gave yeah, a yeah. heads up. Okay, so um, I wasn't planning on like having drinks at Thanksgiving. Like I was planning on drinking, but like when Anthony's one of his family members got there, I was like, hey, do you want to do like a vodka Sprite? And I was going to make a vodka Coke. And I was just going to like make it and then put everything away. And then she's going to be like that dad at the Little League baseball game with the like snore, <laughs> sneaking with the Circle on the side. K fountain drink that's full of just no. beer. But I wasn't like hiding it either. Like I had all the supplies yeah, out, yeah, but I was going to like, you know, I wasn't like going to have a whole like cocktail section. Well, Ben walks in my mother. And we didn't have a conversation about this beforehand, but I, I don't know why with my mom, I always just assume that she knows everything that I'm thinking, even though I don't talk to her that often. <laughs> my mom walks in with a huge pitcher full of what looks like punch or juice or... It was like a punch. Yeah. Red. And like boxes and boxes full of alcohol and all the garnishes and the cups and a whole setup. For the whole corner. And it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It was gorgeous. If she gets down. It was also delicious. I loved it. But I was not prepared for the fact that Anthony's mother and my mother arrived at our house at the same time. And we're walking in. And they, my mom was setting up her cocktail, you know, display. And my mother-in-law, what did she say? All right. So I'm sitting on the couch. I'm just looking over. And my mom goes, oh, what is this? And... Uh, my mother-in-law says, oh, this is happy punch. My mom's like, happy punch? What is that? And she's, my mother-in-law goes, you know, like punch with a with a little bit of adult stuff. And my mom's like, hmm. So the opposite of happiness. So you mean like fake happiness? <laughs> Our fake happiness. <laughs> and she just did the like this, mm. and Her then facial expression that she always does. My mother-in-law is like, ah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I truly can't. So oh. that was our little... You know, no, but it was it was fine. It was it was good. Um, would you do it again next year? Yes, so, I would do it again. Anthony says that his mother's not going to allow us to ever do it again because we did have the happy punch. Yeah, she kind of petty like that. She'll <laughs> she'll be like, I don't want to go over there next year because they were drinking. But anyways, I don't ever want to host Thanksgiving again because we spent the twenty four hours prior to Thanksgiving cleaning the house. Like, and when he says twenty four hours, literally from dawn till dusk and past dusk. Through the midnight, I I we were on our hands and knees scrubbing. We were we had the kids wiping the walls. 
We had, I mean, we were rearranging furniture. We truly, every inch of our house had never been cleaner. And I should have like taken pictures of all the rooms and done like a cute little house tour or something during that because it's never going to look like that again. But, Maybe next Thanksgiving. But like, I don't want people to think like we're just dirty. Like I try to keep the house every mm-hmm. day just clean, clean, clean. But with five kids, it gets destroyed. But when people are coming over, I'm like, all right, this, this, like, I don't want people thinking anything about the cleanliness of us. So, like, if someone's coming over, whether it's your friend, a fan, I don't care who it is, we clean. But for Thanksgiving, we went the extra mile, cleaning rooms that no one was going to go in. But, you know, that, that happens. The house was destroyed an hour into Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, the house was destroyed before people even started showing up because our kids just existed that day like it was we woke up on thanksgiving morning and we were like how is it already a mess like what is going on so that was was like the downside of it and then you know we we had our we had our meal our feast played games it was fun dude time goes by when it's at someone else's house when you start to hit that point where you're like all right like bethany bethany goes and takes a nap i'm just like all right i'm ready to go home Mm -hmm. you can just leave don't get me wrong it was i love my family i love interacting with all of them we have a great time but the time just kept ticking away lunch or dinner dinner in quotations was at 2 p.m and 6 p.m i want to say like the higher ups and the family started leaving the theos the theas the older generation yeah the older generation started leaving gets to be like 9 p.m and i'm like all right when are y'all gonna leave yeah and this i'm talking about Unfortunately, this is the other thing that made me sad is that none of my family came except for my grandma and my mom. My siblings were all out of town. So, like, it was just his family. So, I wish my family could have been there. But it was still so much fun. All of his siblings were still there. All of his siblings, it was like 9.30. They're like, what are we going to do now? And I was like, go to bed. Yeah, we were ready for bed at 7. Oh, my gosh. And so, that's why next year. I was ready for bed at like 4.30 p.m. Next year, I want to have Thanksgiving elsewhere. And leave when I want to leave. Make my little deviled eggs show up. That's it. Maybe next time we just leave. Like we host it. And then when we're getting tired, we just literally leave. We leave where? To our bedroom. The mess is there tomorrow. That's that's my, I oh, woke yeah. up the next morning and had to do It was what literally I, just four days of straight cleaning. Yeah. Horrible. I think we just got caught up. Well, but and then you it. were sick last week. And, and I will say, I don't think the food's ever been better. I loved the food. And I made a lot of it. You did. In the past, I only make a green bean casserole. But we were just cooking up a storm. Yeah. I mean, our day started at 8 a.m. Yeah. Then that's also, I just want to watch the Macy's Day Parade, watch the morning football, get a plate, go home. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, Hope you guys all had a good uh, Thanksgiving. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. So something happened, happened between the, what are they calling him? The Kravis? Oh, trailer. <laughs> what are they calling Wait, him? Wait, trailer? So funny. I think we should call them trailer. How's that? Travis? Because Travis and Taylor. Ah, I but get it. It's like trailer. So we're going to go back to this. We missed, uh, <laughs> while we were going through our interview phase, we missed some, like major some stuff that happened. Things, yeah. 
and it actually caused some beef between Bethany and myself. Mm-hmm. We woke up one Sunday morning. Everything happens on Sunday. And there was a video. Uh, the Chiefs were on a bye week. Uh, they were on a bye week preparing to face the Philadelphia Eagles and get blown out. But that's besides the point. Um, and where were they? In Brazil? Mm-hmm. Okay, Taylor was performing mm-hmm. in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Or what country? Mm-hmm. They were somewhere. It was an international They were concert. below the equator. And I think it was Brazil. Taylor has a song. You you know better than I do. It's called Karma. It's and, on the album Midnights. And Travis was there. Yes. What is the what are the original lyrics? Just Karma just the, is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me. Okay. Karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me. Travis was there, and while he was there, she changed the line to say Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. And the venue went crazy. Everyone had their phone on Travis recording. Social media went crazy. And I I went a little crazy because it's it's all over social media. That's that's 2023 was the year of Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Not even Travis. That's just recent. 2023 is the year of Taylor Swift. No, no, really. But we will always remember Travis Kelsey. Like, let's not remember that she was with Joe at the beginning of her tour, which started this year, and then was dating Maddie Healy halfway through. No one cares about that. Three, that's three guys. Um, but anyways, anyway. it's it's all we've seen. And I, I was folding laundry. Why do I always fold laundry on Sunday? That's what I do. But I was folding laundry, and I was just talking to Bethany, and I was like, isn't this so disrespectful that she wrote a song dedicated to another man, and then... Instead of writing a new song for her new man, she just changes his name. And you were like, I think it's awesome. And I was like, I don't, I think disrespectful is the wrong word to use because what's disrespectful is probably the reason that they broke up is probably disrespectful or how she was treated was probably disrespectful because I don't think she can do any wrong. So I think it's probably his fault they broke up. But the point is, if you know Taylor Swift, not personally, obviously. (laughs) But I've been, you know, listening to her music since her first album in 2006, right? She is petty as fuck. She has always been petty. And there's this, like, Miss Americana, like, gorgeous, you know, blonde girl that can do no wrong and she's America's sweetheart. There's, like, a persona that I think has put out the past few years. But I think if you know, you know, she is the queen of petty. I used to go to the store and buy the album, bring it home, take out, what was it called? Like the sleeves that were in the album. The I don't insert. even know what CDs are yeah, called anymore. Insert. But like the inserts. And I would open it up and it would be a huge poster and it would be all of the lyrics to every song written. And I would get my Sharpie and I would start circling all the capitalized letters because there would be codes in the lyrics. And it would tell you who the songs were about. She would out these men on the inserts of the CD. And her, you know, music videos, as time went on and, you know, CDs weren't as popular anymore, she would, I mean, have identical twins to the people she was talking about in her music videos. She has these Easter eggs that she drops. I think it's like a game probably to her fan base, but to her, I think it's her way to get her shit off, but not really be held responsible for it. So the karma lyric change, I think, was iconic knowing that she's a petty queen, that it was written for this other man who she is done and over with and it's it's donezo. 
she is saying, fuck you, and this is my new man, and he's bigger, and he's better, and okay, I, I'm, I loved it. I, everything you said is spot on from what I know about Taylor. and I, I get all that. She's creative. She's petty. But I, I was looking at it from the man. Like, you know. And why? We're, we're why? Ego, why? Pride. Why Zeke, would you Zeke, look at not the producer. your your girl sings a song to you that she sang to her ex and just puts your name in. You're cool with that? It's our producer there. Okay, he doesn't get. I'm just saying, like <laughs> you and I, Bethany, we got to get back together because of a song you perform at a high school talent mm-hmm. show. If you had written that song for your boyfriend before me, it doesn't hit the same. Like I get all the this and all Easter eggs and hidden things, but That's as a man, because I was don't trying- give me your sloppy seconds. In any regard. That's different because the talent show situation, I was trying to get you. She has him. It's not so a chase. A it's not a game. And I'm sure she is and has, but as an artist, you, you're not just going to like put out a song at her, you know, sold out worldwide tour. But also, there, do you know of the song You're Losing Me? I know. It what- just got released like this past weekend, but she sang it live at MetLife. Okay. For one concert. And it's not on any album. It's not anywhere. I think you could maybe buy it at that stadium on that album on Midnight's, but besides that, it doesn't exist. So then obviously it went TikTok viral and people were trying to find it anywhere. I'm like hearing about this new song and I looked up the lyrics and oh my God, it spoke to me. I loved it. Can't find it on Apple. Can't find it on Spotify. Can't find it on YouTube. Finally found a shitty version on YouTube. Nowhere to be found. She finally just released it like this past weekend. So after, you know, six plus months, this song is the ultimate like diss track to Joe. Okay. She wrote it in December of 2021. They didn't break up till 2023. And you know who outed the day it was written was one of her producers, Jack Antonoff. But he. Oh, yeah. We're not going to act like every relationship is perfect and you don't go through. You have a couple diss notes in your phone about me. Let's not. This song kind of shows that it was more than just like rocky times. It was like, I don't want to be with you anymore, but I feel bad. Uh, I I get the whole woman scorn. Like that makes. (sighs) Listen, if anything ever happens to you and I, I would very well expect some The point some is at the same time she's writing karma she's writing you're losing me it's like is this was karma really about him fully and the other thing too is that like the guy on the screen coming straight home to me if that's about joe who the fuck is joe no he's not on the, he's what what screen is he on besides at sundance in right like a two so that's what clip. i'm saying you just said who the fuck is joe i am travis kelsey I just won the Super Bowl. My quarterback and she's is she's like, the now face I have someone to sing about. That's what she's so saying. So cr- make a tune for, I'm, I, I, listen, maybe I'm an outlier here, but I just. I think, honestly, I don't think it was for him. I don't think it was for her even. I think it was for the fans and the no, press really, that they knew but, would come from it. I mean, if it were me, I want you to go up there and no, no, I'm sure she's no doing music, it. no nothing playing. Say, I love Travis. Quite Ke- a lot say, for him right. behind the scenes. I just didn't like how everyone was just going crazy with that. And, you know, we got in a little uh, heated verbal debate. debate, And, yeah, so happy for them. Um, and also people were calling you out because we also the following week had friends over for the Eagles-Chiefs game because my, one of my best friends, Alexa, is a diehard Swifty since t- 2006, just like me. So we had people over. And then... Watching the Kendall, Eagles 
put the not, beats on not, the Chiefs. Not a Taylor Swift fan, not a Chiefs fan, but she is a pop culture girly, so she will do it for the plot. The point is, Anthony and Alexa and Kendall were all fighting, and I took a video of it, like them singing Taylor Swift while he's like, you know, doing his own rendition. People were calling you out on TikTok because they were saying that you switched up. No, I'm. They said on the pod. I said Taylor Swift is very, very talented. That you were, you were like, I think I'm a Swifty. Like you saw her. She's very talented. And then that, like, that's what converted you after me for years of trying to get you to like, like her. You saw her live and you were like, damn, like she really has got it. She does. I still, I still stand by that. But when they're playing the Eagles, you hate her. No, no, it was okay because. Or is it because she's dating a football player? That's why you don't like her. No, it's because. She's dating Kelsey. a football player on a team that I absolutely hate, the Kansas City Chiefs. And before Do you hate them because they beat they beat the us in the, Super, in the Bowl, Super Bowl, and they the so Chiefs. That's petty. So you and Taylor do have the a lot Chiefs. Of oh, I'm king petty. That's yeah, we I'm, we're not we shying away from that. I'm just saying, Taylor Swift is very talented. Makes great music. It's not really for me, but I'm married to someone who the music resonates with, so I hear it. I came on here and said the Jonas Brothers are better live performers than Drake. Yeah. I haven't played one Jonas Brothers song since then. I still would rather go to a Jonas Brothers live concert than a Drake concert again. But in the car, I'm listening to Drake. And yeah. speaking of Drake... Wait, no, no, no. I'm going to have one more hot opinion before we okay. do your perfect transition. That was going to be a the, good the, one. Two but, for two. Yeah, Look at this. Anyways, um, I will say this as a diehard Swifty. But, you know, people are so annoyed about it. And I... I'm annoyed. actually get it. I do get it. Uh, the annoying thing is like when I'm casually talk like like I've always you know played her music on stories or like talked about things, people are like grow up like who cares no 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 and I'm like I'm not liking like you know welcome to New York and shake it off and 22 and all these honestly shitty songs that are on the radio I don't like those songs I like the songwriting and the. <laughs> The songs that I love and that we're replaying over and over and over and over again, you've never heard them on the radio. So you're you're like your your claim to fame is like I'm an underground no. Taylor Swift backpack album listening fan. No, that's, I, that's I'm saying I'm like are. a cool Swifty. Oh, you know? okay, not like a band. So you like radio Eminem's Swiftie. old catalog. You don't like his new stuff. But the point is, I'm equally as annoyed as everyone with all the coverage, and I think. When you have anything in your face too much, you're going to start not liking it. It's especially if you didn't want to see it in the first place. And now you're scrolling through Instagram and it's I mean, I did a screen recording the next day. My first 40 posts in my feed oh, dang. were of them. But I, that, it's it's like that's a little too much. But I also think that they're doing it on purpose. But I also think maybe more people wouldn't be so upset by it. If we knew, is this legit or not? Because I'm, I don't want to invest my time and thoughts and into something if it's strictly just a PR stunt, things of that nature. I don't nature. think it's PR Like, stunt. let's give more time to air time to Simone Biles and her husband. Who? Plays for the Green Bay. Uh, oh, Simone? Yeah. Like her that. husband's on the, in the I NFL. I know she was married. They're together. She was there last night when the Chiefs, once again, lost to the Packers. But Taylor is who got all the coverage. It's because it's the year of Taylor. Right. Also, my point in the whole like, oh, I like the better songs was that um, let people like what they like. Like I people actually like think less of me because I like her. And that's always funny to me because like I'm I don't want to shit on what other people like unless it's Saltburn. We'll talk about that. But 
I think you should let people like what they like. Even with like the whole elf on the shelf thing happening uh, right true. now, like I always thought that that was the dumbest thing. And I was like, I'm never going to be the type of mom that does that. I'm not a Pinteresty mom. I'm not, I'm a survival mom. I'm just trying to get through the day with kids that love me. You and have so many damn kids. Other. You have to just survive. Yeah, we're just trying to survive. But Ellis changed my perspective on so many things with motherhood. But seeing the magic of Christmas through her eyes changed the whole elf on the shelf thing for me. And now I genuinely look forward to like right. doing a little scenario that they can wake up to ever and hiding it in the, but, the joy when she runs in every morning. But there's people that are like, Ew, why are you posting your elf on the shelf? No one cares. No one wants to say it. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, let people like what they like. Let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. And that was my point there. But on the other hand, I do get when it's being shoved down your throat 24-7. Okay, but on the flip side of that, you're like, let people like what they like and do the... Yeah. Okay, so why can't I go on there and talk shit about it? Because that's what I want to do. But that's not what you like. Go talk... You like Drake. You like this. You like that. You like So you think Eagles. I should only be able to talk so about go, things that I like instead of what I dislike? I think the world would be a better place if we all focused on the things that we love versus focusing on things that we hate. I get I get that and I agree, but, but that's it not... it gets more clicks and views and... Down. I mean, the reason that we're going to talk about Saltburn on this episode is because we want, you know, the engagement of it. So I... No, I, I actually that. truly want to share my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, back to Drake. My guy Drake threw in the towel released a song it's like an extended version of the album this is what he said and this is why i'll forever hold taylor swift to another level drake said oh it just went away he said in a song called red button taylor swift the only n-word that i ever rated only one could make me drop the album just a little later Dang. so in music Dang. and especially in rap hip-hop if a big artist is dropping an album or new music on a day that, let's say, let's say I was dropping my album this Friday. If Drake announced, hey, I'm dropping my album this Friday, I'm probably going to postpone that because I don't want to compete with the big dogs, right? You're not going to chart. You're not going to. You're not going to. Your, your numbers, gonna everyone's going to be listening well. to yeah. Drake as opposed to you. Yeah. He pretty much just said, hey, Taylor Swift is the only artist that if I announced January 27th as my release date and she says January 25th is her release date I'm postponing yeah so Taylor is the goat I mean everyone's posting their year-end music wrap-up she broke every record you want to know Anthony's Spotify rap number one played artist Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift but that's because Drake was number two that's because in the car that in the Bluetooth me. rankings when you turn the car on Big Boss Daddy which is my iPhone name <laughs> Is number one. So if Big Boss Daddy is anywhere near the car, my phone's connecting. So no, I let the, the passenger princess. I let the passenger. Me. You princess, don't even let me choose the music. That's, that's not true. Maybe once a Definitely, day, the every, kids get to choose the music. Uh, we're we're gonna bring the kids on here. We're gonna ask them who plays the music should. in the car. Okay, next I want to talk to you about something crazy, also in the pop culture realm. But I want to get your thoughts on this because it's kind of breaking the internet as far as people's opinions being so different on it. Um, I don't even think you've watched this episode yet. Mm. But, you know, Kourtney Kardashian just had her baby, Cool Beans. Doesn't really seem to be, like, connected with the fam as far as the show's going, not really filming with them. Yeah, I've watched enough to, to get that. Yeah. Uh, so in the most recent episode, I think it was the finale, um, 
Chris Jenner and Chloe are talking about how they found out um, that Courtney was doing the whole Travis I'm pregnant thing where she like held up the sign at the Blink-182 concert. They found out because, well, Chris went to bed early one night and left the TV on and then she woke up the next morning and it was all over. It was on like CBS or CNN or something like a legit news network. ABC. It was on ABC News. And she was like, what the like, is this a joke? And then she realized, like, no, this happened last night. And so people are pissed. She was pissed because she was like, how could you not tell me? Keep in mind, Chris knew she was pregnant. It's not like she found out her daughter was pregnant on national television, okay? It was just the announcement. She didn't know she was announcing. Mm. And so she was super pissed about that and thought she should have been told. What do you think that a child needs to tell their parent before an adult child needs to tell their parent before they are announcing their pregnancy, let alone a 46-year-old child? So I have, I have multiple answers to this question. Okay. Um, do I think a child, do I think they need to? No. Obviously, once you turn 18, you do what you want. Yeah. I've never once told either of our parents any time I was going to announce a pregnancy no, exactly. online. No, like, no, no, That's right. so weird to me. Exactly. Um, do I think they need to? Absolutely not. Once you're an adult, make your own decisions. You do what you want. Um, now, I'm going to speak on us. Like us with our kids. Wait, wait. So the question is, need to announce. No, no, no. I don't think you ever need to. Even with us. Like obviously, I would want to know that I'm having a grandkid before the rest yeah, of the world does. She which did. She, she did. did. And Chloe said Chris was mad, rightfully so. So Chloe agrees that Chris should but, be but mad about now this. When it comes and they were to like, why didn't you invite us? And Courtney's like, you guys don't like Blink-182. When it comes to that family, I can see how Chris would be upset. When you've been making the, I mean, you, you've all we've all heard the heard and read the rumors and the things that she does and the strings she pulls and the little stuff that she drops to her inside people at TMZ or wherever. Chris, whether you like her or not, has done a lot to put her family in the position that they are so you think she was more mad from a manager from a momager point yes i I don't think it was more from a mom grandma it was from hey i've done all this stuff for you guys the least i could do is no which is honestly probably why she did it that way because she's no right fucking sick of it so in in 99 of the situation no no one needs to know anything honestly if you want to go on Instagram and share that you're pregnant before you tell your people, you're pregnant, you have every right to do so. I just think with them, it's a different dynamic, different things have happened. So I think as the manager, momager role that she plays, that's where yeah. she was upset. And it, also a little bit of me feels like it was totally fabricated and made up just to be a storyline. Really? The, in the show. I, I genuinely believe. Courtney, I'm actually shocked that they even knew she was pregnant. Courtney's not on the show. You got to figure out a way to bring Courtney onto the show. Mixed in with some drama. A little bit of me believes that. Maybe. Okay. Uh, Let's switch gears into a deviant subject. Okay. And I looked up the word deviant because I've been using it to describe this film. And you know I'm not. Do you think I'm like a prude at all? Play the fifth. Do you think I'm a prude? (laughs) Play the fifth. Anyways, deviant. Like about with talking about things. No, no, no. With talking about things, you are... Or being open to things. Yeah. You think I'm a prude? Like, I could talk to anyone about anything. No, no. When it comes to talking, there's no... You know, you're not a prude. I think there's a difference between having, like, a way I like to do things, like, 
intimately. I thought you asked the statement just blanket. No, no, When it comes like, to word, no. You are the, you, in the dictionary, word of vomit, there's a picture of you next to it. But you also, just like, with, with films and movies, I like something that's provocative. Oh, for and, sure. And... You know, I mean, we watch the boys the and we like the boys. No, I like something that pushes the line for sure. So I, in that sense, I don't think I'm a prude. And interesting to hear your thoughts. Okay. Anyways, the the definition of deviant is departing from usual or accepted standards, especially in social or sexual behavior. So can you look up the Urban Dictionary definition for me? Because that resonates a little better with me. Oh my no, god! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was gonna say it's gonna. <laughs> It's just a fucking word. Okay, anyways. Um, so I'm standing by that word when describing this film. Okay. So all I'm, I'm going to set the scene for you guys. Wait, are you going to give spoilers or no? Because I, I can say what not I want to say without spoiling. Film. Okay, okay. Plot. Like things that happen. Not on the okay. plot. But I think I might say a few of the things that happen. So, oh, okay. Um, I, I'll let you guys know when I'm going to, just in case you don't want to hear it. Okay. Um, first of all, I was sick. So sick all last week. I thought I was going to die multiple times. Uh, woke up Thursday, felt so much better, cleaned the whole house, like was in such a good mood. And Kendall texts me and was like, hey, we're going to go see a movie tonight after the kids go to bed. Do you want to come? And so I text Anthony and he's like, sure, let's go. So I'm like, yay, so fun to get out of the house for the first time in a week, literally, because I had been homesick since Saturday, so almost a week. Sunday through Thursday. Um, no, Saturday, because I got home from Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. It was the party. Yeah. Um, so Anthony and I had been talking before I got sick about all the movies that we want to go see because I felt like it was a dry ass year. I mean, it was mainly was, you talking to me and yeah. me just saying, "Sure, I'll, yeah. I'll show up." I want to see Priscilla. I want to see Saltburn. I want to see obviously the Hunger Games, probably when it comes out though. Uh, but like. As for the theater, I was like, should we see Saltburn or I think there was like a Leo movie that I wanted to see, but also Priscilla. Jacob Elordi is in both. He's in Saltburn and Priscilla. And honestly, the reason I wanted to see Saltburn more is because we watched the trailers and he looked just a little hotter in that movie. So that was like my reason for it. thing about yeah, if the character don't look right, and he had an eye ring, and I was like, "That's different. Let's watch that one." Anyways, Kendall texted me and she said, "We're gonna go see Saltburn," and I was like, "Oh, perfect! Like we've been wanting to see that. Awesome. Let's go." So we get our sitter lined up. We go. We take an edible, and it's gonna be the best night. I can already feel it. Okay, so we get in the theater. There's two other people in the whole entire theater, and they're women. Obviously, like maybe sisters or on a girls' night, but. They're, I could already tell they're like a little annoyed that me and Kendall are definitely like chatting it up. We hadn't seen each other well, in a sec. I just, before you go any further, like she said, it's the four of us, two of them. They got there first. We Ubered, getting my popcorn. We walk into the theater and the highs dudes are sitting in the exact same row as the strangers. Yeah. And, and so, every seat's open. The whole the whole seat's open. Okay, so whatever. So I'm like, okay, maybe we should move seats. No, because... I said, guys, can we sit somewhere else? Because there was one seat between me and the lady next <laughs> to me. I did tell Kendall before when you were not oh, there. Oh, okay, okay. But yes, but then you came in and you were like, okay, let's move seats. And I was like, yes. So we moved up. And Greatest decision I ever greatest made. Greatest decision we've ever made because I can't even fathom watching this film with strangers in the same row as me because it was embarrassing enough to not only be sitting with my good well-behaved christian friends it was hard enough i was embarrassed of my brain watching this shit and like the fact that i had to process it while we were sitting there it's like a thriller but it's not scary it wasn't scary whatsoever i was was scared (laughs) i 
was I was scared too, but it was not because I was scared. Um, thankfully, the film was so outrageous that the girls in the front started being loud too, like being like, "No, oh my god!" Like because we were doing it as well. No, there were moments I literally was like, "Are like is this is if this Anthony's, legal? Can we watch this right now? right now?" This is Anthony's head the whole time. He literally had his like shirt above his head. He was like so uncomfortable. At one point in the movie, he leaned over and he goes, this feels illegal to be watching right now. I would have been more comfortable if we had just gone to the highs dues and watched porn. That would have been more comfortable for me because it was the wildest movie. I'll tell you three specific things. Okay, can I just say one thing? One thing. Babe, I got to tell them the one thing. Is it the Th- one? This isn't even as this isn't even as bad as the other things. Okay, because there's, there's one things. scene that permanently scarred me. Is it the blood one? No, it's the at the grave. Okay, well, I won't even talk about that because the, the, there's much worse. <sighs> but there's a scene where because spoiler alert, spoiler, spoiler alert, alert. I'm not going to give away the plot, but like, you know, one character is obsessed with another character, and I get it because of the eyebrow ring. I get it, but also this character gets out of the bathtub. Goes to his room. Oh, the yeah. other oh, character God. sneaks in while there's still bath water in. And he, he just starts like slurping up the water sexually and like using his tongue to like do things <laughs> to the bathtub drain. And I am telling you, I've never been so uncomfortable. And it's not just like, I mean, it could have, it's a scene, it's a scene, right? The way the, the actor was so going. good at playing this role. And yeah, and then when you're like, okay, like that, that's enough. Like I'm scared. It just goes on more and it gets worse. And I've never felt this way while watching a movie where I was literally like, I can't, I don't know if I can, like, I've never ever gotten up out of a movie and been like, this is bad. I'm leaving. And I still didn't for this one, but maybe I would have if I wasn't high as hell. Like I, and also like it was funny. The movie was funny, but I think it was just because of, yeah, the weed. I gotta watch that shit sober. But I don't. I told. I said we should watch it again sober, and you said I'm never fucking I'm watching that movie watch again. I'm not watch it again. But if I were, I had to. But it just got progressively worse. This like different scenes, and it's like, oh, there's no way it get it gets worse than that. And then it got worse. So we walked out of the theater, and we all just like kind of looked at each other, like and apologized, like. I'm so sorry you had to see that. <laughs> like it was so awkward. It was so bad when we got an Uber. I was like, "Bro, do you watch movies?" And he was like, "Sometimes I do." And I was like, "Don't well, watch don't watch this movie, <laughs> but watch it if you want to." The craziest part, though, is that I get on social media the next day, and everyone is raving. Like people love this movie, and I will say, like, the cinematography was incredible. It was a great plot. The actors were, I mean, I believed it. Yeah, I'm scared yeah. of these actors now. Like, I don't like them. I may them. never get into a bathtub again. I, I, we're done with bathing. We're done with all sorts of things after this. I'm never going to a cemetery again. The point is, I was shook that people were, like, so into it because I feel like a film can be good without all of those things. But people yes. really just seem to enjoy the deviant parts of it. And I was especially shocked when it was, like, a lot of, like, you know, conservative women saying how much they loved it. What was so funny <laughs> is I went to Jacob Elordi's Instagram where he was promoting the film, and I started reading the comments. And maybe I should have done that before the movie. But there was people being like, 
I sobbed for three hours after walking yeah. out of this film. I was so traumatized. Like someone was like, I had nightmares, but not that I was like something bad was happening to me. It was just the movie playing again. Like, the movie was what two hours and yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah, it was so bad that by the time the movie was done, I was completely sober because <laughs> I just had to like mentally work to digest what I was watching. I probably gonna need therapy because of that movie. Yeah. I'm going to be like 70 years old. Like one time and I And then also this... like deep, deep down, I'm like, did I like it? Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like <laughs> I it. I didn't. It was bad. It was good. But so it was Zach, so Zach, bad. Zach and I are going to watch a movie this week because we need to. Wait, what are you going to watch? Uh, Godzilla something. Oh, boring. I'm not going. Yeah, I, I was going to try to Oh, Napoleon. Napoleon. Oh, I, okay. With Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. We're going to okay. watch that. So. That's a good one. But Bro date. Thanks for the invite. Think, That's fun. I think a couple other guys are going too. So it'd be like, a, yeah. Cute. Well, you're going out the next day, so you don't need to go out two nights. <laughs> I'm dead. Anyways, well, I think that's our little recap. Yeah, so hopefully you guys uh, have a great week. Yeah. And uh, thoughts and prayers towards Bethany's uterus parts and, and that cervix. it gets figured out. Wait, so. also, how crazy that my cervix fell out. That's a whole. Maybe that's why. I I, I did make a statement to you when I was going through our, our health care coverage this Open enrollment You're like season. 2024 is your year. I upgraded the plan. Yeah. I got some more things because I was like, listen, this year we're going to get our health right. And so that way we're here for the long haul. And yeah. it just started a month early. So Yeah, cool. Thank you to my body and to God for punishing me. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>